Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, January 19, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, they got comfortably below the 100 period moving average after closing on it yesterday. Today was a bit of a strange day. They did majority of the selling into the end of the day. They dripped lower. They were back and forth. They tried to rally a few times. We'll get more into the intraday stuff in a while, but in the end, they sold them into the close. You know what traders always say, it's not how they trade them throughout the day, it's how they close them at the end of the day. More often than not, that's a sign of what's going forward. It's a sign of what's to come. Let's take an inventory of where they are and what's going on in the daily chart and then we'll move on from there. So again, similar to yesterday, it was above average from a volume perspective. Of note, generally speaking, they're going to have heavier volume on sell-off days. That's what happened yesterday and today. Although, interestingly enough, and this is kind of a small puzzle piece, it's on the table. There was less volume today than yesterday, but today was more of a down day. It's interesting. We'll talk about more of that later. Now let's take a look at where they are in relation to some important stuff we discussed last night. 451.14. What was today's low? It was above that. The low was 451.46. So they're in the neighborhood. What's the other importance of that spot? It's a Friday type spot. So here's a breakup candle. The low is the same 451.14. If they close below it at the end of the week, That's a whole nother ball game on the docket. Running a test from a weekly chart perspective and bouncing off is the norm. Running a test from a weekly chart perspective, closing below that, including the 20 period moving average by Friday's close is more of a negative than meets the eye. So therefore, the 451.14 is essentially a near term Irene number. What happens if they close the week below it? It's good night, Irene. Where are they headed on the downside? Well, ultimately, they're headed lower, but where's the near-term support? Are they going to get to that 200-period moving average right away, or are they going to turn around and try and rally back to recapture the 100-period moving average? We talked about that last night a little bit. Let's talk about it again. So while they may come lower, it's... Certainly on the docket that while they're testing and maybe tomorrow they go lower then, but they're testing that 451 and change number, is it likely or unlikely they just blow right through and keep going or do they fight the number, try and bounce back a little bit in the process, get back to in the neighborhood of an important spot, 457 inside the number members will be familiar with that number that happens to coincide roughly with the 100 period moving average. That's a likely scenario. What happens if they open the trap door, they're in a vortex slash black hole in the morning? What's some downside stuff in between current price and that 200 period moving average? Well, let me go through this exercise with you. So the market ran up to here just from this spot. Doesn't matter what the stuff on the left is. It ran up to here 
and it was rejected, and then ultimately we're able to get above here, and therefore coming back to that spot is essentially a breakout area. Let's draw a better line. For now, I'm rounding. 445 is about that spot, and what you have below there is a gap. So that gap happens to be at 442.50, so we would say from a what happens the majority of the time, what we would say is if they're going to pull up short of the 200 period moving average, that 444 to 445 area, give or take, is a pretty good spot. If they're going to come through that and they're going to fill the gap, well, that gap happens to be at 442.50, and if they're filling the gap, then they're certainly going to come into and likely spike through the 200 period moving average. Maybe they come up short, and there's your answer, 442.5. If they spike it through, they would be going to run into that 200 period moving average. So there's your zone if they're killing them at the open. What happened inside the numbers? We're going to take a look at some stuff, run through the commentary. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. And you'll see today was a bit of a unique day in terms of the numbers, the SPY. It's not that they didn't do the numbers, it's the manner in which they did them. It's hump day, they started down last night, but around 4 in the morning, a bunch of buyers showed up to conduct a zero dark 30 rescue operation. This is what I'm referring to. This is the around the clock futures chart. This is 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning. They had a nice rally, and look where they finished at the end of the regular session. Just good to put a picture with the numbers. Will it stick was the mystery at present around the zero dark 30 hour. The numbers shape up like so. There's still a gap left open, 454.98. The overnight crew filled it, but it doesn't count until the daytime shift does the deed. Below, we have 452.60, which is important, and the last line of defense before the pivot we discussed in last night's video, 451.14, that's the one we just went over again. Below that is a black hole. On the flip side, in the true rescue operation formation, we've got 457 as a really important spot. Opening the day above is the first order of business for the bull case. The next number is the same number we know from yesterday. It's a spike above 459, which they missed by 10 cents late yesterday. Above 460 is no man's land, and there would be, if they did that, more bullish stuff on the docket. Let's get our faculties with the numbers. SPY five-minute chart, right of the vertical, is today's activity. 459 was in the notes. 457 is in the notes. You can see what happens. If they get above, they try for 459, or if they open above, they go to 459. If they get below, it opens a door for the other stuff. You'll see this, which is below that gap, 454.50. That was on the board yesterday. It'll be on the board again as the morning gets underway. And then into the end of the day, they went lower. The other stuff down below doesn't matter at this point. Nobody's buying the market into the close in the last 10, 15 minutes of the day. They're killing them into the close. Let's continue on. We'll see what else we have. And then we're going to go back to the charts because there's some really important stuff in here. By 8.55, it's still going to be about that spot just above 4.59. It's magnetic, overhead resistance, a target, 
and a gateway to 460 and more. Could be rally day, could be dead cap bounce and failure, which it was. Have to be aware of both sides of the tape before the market opens. Awareness, we don't know yet, and we didn't. Remember, they're always going to make it look like they're doing one thing right before the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew shows up, and then all of a sudden they do the other thing that it didn't look like. So on one hand, we had a gap higher opening. On the other hand, it's in the same range from yesterday, so it's not doing anything different. And what was that same range from yesterday doing? It was a bearish pattern. Let's see what else we have as the day begins to get underway. Right out of the chute, first attempt at 459. There should be more, and there was, as long as they stay above 457. You'll see that theme throughout the day. If they were to stay above 459, they would eventually get to 460. Big fat round number. They didn't do that, and that's a weak market. By coming close and not being able to go get a magnetic big fat round number, in hindsight, Monday morning quarterback stuff, that's a tell. You know it's a tell after they've already failed. You can't count on it being a tell because they came up short and then pulled back a little bit. You don't know what they're going to do right away. I'm just saying from a big picture perspective, the fact that they couldn't get to the big fat round number is a problem for the Bulls. Let's keep going a little bit, see what else we have. 457 is the other side. Getting below is a failure. Running a test is normal. They got below 457, and they came up short of that number you'll see pop up in a moment, but it was on the board yesterday, 454.50. We talked about it last night as well. They came up short, and they had a pretty good rally away. Let's keep going, see what else we have. Below 456.50 on candle closes, and the real failure can begin. And it did. We're moving along. Now, I tried to buy 457 down to 456.50. Once they started closing candles below 456.50, I'm out. If it's a fake-out operation, so be it. They closed the hour below the gap, which is not a good sign. I'm not interested in the trade any longer. Taking the high road, obviously, it was the right decision. Sometimes, if you have to lose, lose small and fast. This was about as small and fast as they come. We're moving along. Let's say they fail. Where are they going? How about the gap at 455, give or take, then the number from yesterday, which was 454.50. So what they did was they filled the gap. They didn't do my number. They bounced up, and then they came back later and went lower. That's the life of a trader. Let's continue on, see what else we have. Remember from last night's video, there's a zone between 454.50 down to 452.60, give or take. They've already come close to the first number and bounced away from a big picture perspective. Could still work, but I'm a buyer at 452.60. That was earlier in the day, and that's if they did it over lunch. I'm not a buyer at 3.45, 3.50 in the afternoon. All right, let's keep going. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts to double-check the work. You saw they missed my numbers, would have been a trade or two. However... The numbers are still important. Remember what I said over the last couple of days. This is options expiration week. Weird stuff happens, so they miss some numbers, or they get in whipsaw-type formation, like Wednesday whipsaw formation. That's what they were doing today. Weird stuff happens during options expiration. 
So you just have to take it for what it is. So what happened by the end of the day? They're bouncing off the number I really wanted but couldn't take the trade at. That happens for the reasons discussed earlier. What I'm saying here is 450-450, they finally came into the number. They bounced off of it. They gave you like 15 or so S&P handles off that, but I don't want that trade anymore. That's the problem. I certainly wanted the bounce from here, would have loved the bounce from here, but because they did this first, then I get no trade out of it. That's just the way it works for me. Those are my rules. It is what it is. What did we have on the board from a stocks on the move perspective today? We had Cisco, Lennar, U.S. Bancorp, and Moderna once again. Cisco getting a haircut at the open. This one was too bad. It opened below the number, the first number, above the second number, took off. You could see what happened. Unfortunately, that happens. It was one of those days. They just didn't do this one, just like the others we just discussed, in the manner in which I prefer. But you could see here that within reason, the number, the zone, was important. If for nothing else, that's the takeaway. Lennar, on the other hand, opened the day at 98.48. My number was 98 and a quarter. They came into 98 and a quarter, spiked it by a few pennies, had a rally away from it, did the deal. Nice trade, garden variety. They went back almost to 101, so they gave significantly more than the minimum required base hit. U.S. Bancorp, they opened below the number. It's off the table. No trade. We move on. Moderna, here's another one. Same routine. They creep into the number. They miss it. They finally come into it. They bounce a little bit. So the first number was off the table because of the way in which they did it. The second number, they did the same thing. So for me, at least, there was no trade on Moderna. The numbers were bouncing the tape or bouncing the stock, but they just didn't do it in the manner in which we prefer. I'm chalking it up to, Mama said there would be days like this. What's going on over in Camp IWM? What's the scoop over here? They're giving up Irene. So obviously we could see the daily chart looks like a debacle. It's at the lows of the chart from what we can see on the page. So let's flip it over and go to the weekly again. And here you can see we've got Irene over here. The low is 208.76. Close the week by Friday below that and some other stuff below comes into play. Now last night I put up this 196.50 area. I came up with something a little bit better not sure they do the whole Monty right now, but I've got something a little bit better from a market symmetry perspective. So let's go through an exercise. This is a module in the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader. So market symmetry means that the market is kind of doing a mirror image of one thing that it already did, and it's doing the mirror image in the other direction. So if we do that and we use the methodology that I teach in the course to calculate where this thing would go, you come out with a different number lower than the 196.5. You come out with something just north of 191. Now, if I'm rounding and we put the marker at 191 and we look around and we say, all right, what do we have? Well, that's just above a 100-period moving average, that's interesting. Now, keep in mind, the 100-period moving average will change. It will creep up 
a little bit. For example, next week, it's going to start to flatten out. It'll turn down if they get below it, but it'll creep up a little bit next week closer to the 191. But what else do we have? Well, here's a big breakup candle. Below is 190.94. How about them apples? So market symmetry and the way we can calculate the move, the mirror image move, we come out with something just north of 191. We have a breakup candle low exactly at 190.94. And just below that, we have a 100 period moving average. So there should be, if reached, garden variety of chart support in that general zone. We're going to leave 191 on the board. Doesn't mean they're going to get there tomorrow. Doesn't mean they're going to get there Friday. They could be there in a couple of weeks. They could be there next week. We don't know. Remember, you wake up to a bullish tape on Thursday or Friday, and they're going to be trying to recapture the Irene number in the IWM, and other markets will be trying to recapture other numbers or other spots as well. That's the way the market works. Nothing goes in a straight line. And one day it seems like one thing, you wake up the next day, next scene shows the S&P gaps up 50 handles and everybody thinks everything's fine. That's the way it works. Here's something worth mentioning. Here's the volatility index, the VIX. So it's on an upswing, the trend is up, obviously. The stock market is headed down, the VIX is headed up, they work inverse to one another. That's not the point. Here's the point. The VIX was only up a little bit today, it was up about a buck. 4 or 5%, something like that. It's not a big move in comparison to the S&P being down 50 handles. It's one of those things that it's kind of a small puzzle piece. It's in the back of my mind. It's on the table. Won't be surprised to see some kind of a, an attempt at least at some kind of a snapback. Maybe the VIX is trying to tell us something that the market's not going to fall apart. We're not going to do anything based on this information. It's just information. We look around the horn, we look at both sides of the tape, we're the umpire calling balls and strikes, and when I see something that warrants a discussion, I think it's important to bring it to the forefront. What about the Q people? The tech stuff. They're approaching the 200-period moving average. The question is, is the 200-period moving average going to be garden variety support or not? And here's the issue. They already came down and bounced away right to here. So the question is, did they come close enough? Are they going to blow right through it? I'm not a buyer at the 200-period moving average, but we can't be surprised if they bounce at the 200-period moving average. There's a gap down here at 360. It's a big, fat, round number. There's some other stuff below. When you flip over to the weekly chart, you have a 50-period moving average at 358.5, give or take. Then, don't forget about the gap at the big, fat, round number. So anywhere in this zone, 360, maybe just a spike of 365 of that 200-period moving average, down to 358, which is in the neighborhood of the 50-period moving average on the weekly chart. So any one of these spots could be the near-term or short-term destination for the Qs. About the financials, what do we always say about the financials? If the financials aren't falling apart, it's unlikely the rest of the market's going to fall apart. Well, when the financials come down, it makes it a lot easier for the rest of the market to come down, along with other sectors, but the financials is a big, fat, important sector. 
We talked about 39. They're almost home. That doesn't have to be the last spot. Where would the next spot down be if they continued cutting through stuff like a hot knife through butter? I like this spot here, this 200-period moving average. Maybe you spike through it. Not saying they get there tomorrow, but it's over another dollar lower in the XLF, which is a big deal in XLF terms. Here's where they sit from a weekly chart perspective. Right on the 20-week moving average, they're about to give up, maybe, if they continue lower into the end of the week, this breakup candle low. Then it would open the door for the 50-period moving average. That's just the way I see it looking at this particular chart. And Smash Mouth. They're taking Smash Mouth out behind the woodshed. Now, this is the same setup we just looked at in the queues. This was coming up short of the 100 period moving average, having that rally up. Here's that same moving average, and here they've closed below it right away. What they do tomorrow, we'll see whether they snap back or continue lower. But this moving average isn't the same as it would have been had they hit it back here or even back here. So it's not the same type of moving average, same type of support, same type of trade. That's the point. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. True and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.